Welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. These podcasts are designed to motivate, educate, and to inspire you to take huge action in your life, to change your life from this moment on. I interview inspiring guests with amazing stories that you can hopefully learn from, relate to, and spur you on to achieve big things. If you want to follow my personal journey and all the different things that we do, please follow me on Instagram, which is Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. Or on YouTube, my page is Terry Blackburn property. Me, myself, I've been from rags to riches, had nothing. Now I've built multiple businesses in over millions of pounds. I have a multi-million pounds portfolio of property up in the northeast of England. I am by no means done yet. So please get in touch if you love the show. If you have any feedback for me, I'd really appreciate that. And I'm happy to help as many people as I possibly can. That's what this show is all about. So enjoy the episode. Take care, have a fantastic day, and don't just take notes, take action. Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. So today's episode is three slash four strategies, property strategies that work in 2023 with the current interest rates, you know, base rate over 4%. Um, there's loads going on in the current uh, economic climate. Loads going on, and I don't know if you feel it, but I've, you know, I've had to change tact a little bit, and I know a lot of people have. A lot of people who I'm coaching at the moment are struggling to find deals that actually stack, that are actually um, profitable, um, because a lot of buy-to-let investments obviously aren't stacking, especially if you're highly leveraged and certain locations, although rents are going up, mortgage rates are going up also costs are going up also so it is a challenging one um and for me i think there's three slash four strategies that currently still work um so i'm going to go through those today i'm going to share them with you what i'm doing and what i think you could do too uh, to make sure that you're still getting a good return on your investment a return on your money um, so you can crack on. And at the end of the day, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. That's true to a degree. Now, if you always do what you've always done, you won't get what you've always got. You'll get less than you've always got in the current market because of debt, because of the interest rates, right? So um, if you're cash buying and you're sitting on millions of pounds, obviously a complete different ball game but most people are using mortgages to purchase um certainly the the medium to high value properties anyway using debt to purchase therefore you do have to change your approach a little bit and be cautious um in your approach so let's share with you what i think works right now and what you could be looking at and what i'm looking at currently in 2023 with base rate being where it is and interest rates being where they currently are so first one is Instead of buy-to-lets, service accommodation and HMOs. So let's explain that to you. Um, I would probably prefer if I was to pick up with those three strategies, buy-to-let, HMO and SA, I'll probably say HMOs are safe, I bet, right now. And the reason for that is on my Airbnbs, so on the cottages, the apartments that I've got, just the one unit, if you forget the hotels, um, just the Airbnbs, um, the SA units, you know, we did see a really quiet January and February um, compared to last year. 
And March picked up a little bit. April seems to be picking up further, but we did see it quieter than normal. That tells me that people are people, there's a lot of people that are skinned. There's a lot of people that are still worried. They have less disposable income than ever. They are less likely to spend money on holidays, weekends away, nights away, etc., because they're watching the pennies. So SA isn't going to be as good as last year, this year. However, it's still a good strategy, I believe, certainly for your summer months. I think April slash May into sort of September, I think are going to be strong regardless, as long as your location is right. But you're going to have, it's going to be a little bit more seasonal than previous years, I do feel, this year. Buy to let for obvious reasons. Uh, if you're using debt, the challenging because certainly in my own experience, looking in the Northeast, used to make on average £300 per month per property. However, now it's probably more like 250 to 200 even because you're getting, you are getting squeezed an extra 100, 100-ish pounds per month on your mortgage. Um, even though rents have went up, you know, mortgages are double, but rents aren't double um, in compared to a couple of years ago. So be wary of that. Whereas you look at HMO, as long as you've got enough bedrooms in there, yes, you have to look at utility bills cost, of course, but um, HMO demand is strong, as is buy to let, but you're maximizing the amount of income that you can get from a property, even four beds. Like I've got quite a few four bed HMOs in Newcastle, um, in, in the surrounds of Newcastle as well, that, that really work that are always full, that I'm getting between sort of 400 and 450 per month per room on, and they're absolutely smashing it. Um, I think even if rates went up a little bit further, you know, you're still making a good enough profit for it to be a good return on your investment. And that's what it's all about. It's whether you're putting in 50 grand or you're putting in 500 grand, how quick are you getting that money back? My general rule is I will do a deal if it's if the money is back in between three and four years. Sooner the better. But um but yeah, that's my preferred strategy. I want my full money back with between sort of three to four years. So the best strategy to do that, in my opinion, right now, with current interest rates is HMO, followed by SA, and then buy to lets are really challenging if you're using debt. So that's strategy one that currently works is HMOs with a little bit of SA. Um, I follow on to the next point about buy to let. So strategy two, I think works right now, which I'm looking at a couple of these deals currently, got a couple of offers outstanding, which is cash purchases on lower value buy to lets. So you're talking between 40 and sort of 60K, um, not in the really rough areas. You know, you're not going to, don't get as long, you're not going to get, you know, central Newcastle or central London for uh, 60 grand. But they are on the outskirts. They are certain parts of the country where you will get okay tenants. You're not going to get amazing tenants. You're going to get okay tenants. And it's not in the Bronx. It's not in a really, really rough part, but it's just in an average part. And you can buy that cash. You can park your money and you can get, you know, 600 a month, 550, 600 a month. Um, Maybe it's a little bit more, depending on the area, but it's going to be solid. It's going to be um, low return, but low risk, because not much can really go wrong with Vitalettes, um, certainly in comparison to SA and HMO. Um, and you're getting a low return, but you're getting 
sorry, you're getting a lower return than Bartlett's and SA, but uh, than HMOs and SA, but it's steady, it ticks along, and what you do is you then wait for rates to drop down a little bit, probably a couple of years, you then leverage back up and take your money out. Um, so you're benefiting from a higher cash flow now, but within two to three years, you know, when rates are down, everyone's saying 2026 is when they're going to drop, they'll be down by 2026, release 75% or 70% of that value then to get your money back. And you'll still get your money back within the three to four years, which is my general rule. Um, so low value cash purchases on buy the lets where you're putting 40 to 60 grand in and getting an average rent, um, average return, and then you leverage back up for most or all of that money back out uh, in a couple of years' time. So that's uh, that's another strategy that I believe does work right now. So um, that's HMOs being strategy number one, low value or lower value buy to let using cash is strategy two. And strategy three, I do believe there's an opportunity for this, is bungalow flips. So I'll tell you why I think this. So again, I've got one bungalow going through now, actually, uh, which we agreed a good price on. There'll probably be about 25K profit in this deal uh, after cost of works. So flips, you know, the thing is, it really depends on who you listen to online and who you speak to. A lot of, well, some people are saying, are saying there's loads of deals out there. You know, you're putting cheeky offers in, people are skinned so that, you know, they're selling the properties off cheap, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know about you, but I'm not finding loads of that, um, whether they're telling lies or whether I'm not looking properly. I think it's probably the first <laughs> first option there. Um, there's not loads because there is still lower amount of stock on the market than there used to be, uh, certainly over the past couple of years. So there's less stuff on the market, but there's also less people buying because of interest rates. But I think some vendors, so some to sellers, they're still expecting top dollar prices. So I'm getting quite a few offers knocked back and with my maximum price that I'm prepared to pay, but vendors aren't budging. So I'm not in the business of overpaying for anything. So I will just refuse to do that deal if that is the if that is the case. But I'm certainly finding that. Um it is harder um than last year and the year before to find deals I I'm certainly experiencing that. However, I am still offering. I'm still keeping active. I'm still taking loads and loads of action because that's key if you want to be successful in any business. Um, so I'm still viewing a lot. And, and, and I found that if you think about bungalows as an example, the typical buyer of a bungalow is who? It's somebody who is uh, older, typically. They might have some health issues, which means they can't climb the stairs or might just want to downsize, they might just want, you know, live in a little cul-de-sac in a more retirement or retired sort of area. Um, and bungalows are that. And these people who are typically in that bracket are buying bungalows that are typically cash. Um, so people who are buying those properties are still prepared to pay a good amount of money. They're not looking for a huge deal. They're not looking for massive discounts. And there's still a market for it. People are still going to get old regardless of interest rates in the economy. People are still, unfortunately, not going to be able to climb the stairs and they're going to, um, you know, the, the um, what's the word? 
how sort of active they are is going to decrease in, in you know their ability to climb the stairs and be more active. That's obviously going to decrease regardless of the economy. Um, people are always going to get old regardless of the economy. So therefore, bungalows are probably a good shout right now. So that's my thought process. So I'm buying a rundown bungalow that's very tired that we're going to do up and we're going to flip probably putting it straight back on the market or putting it in auction even done up to see uh, if we can make a quick bit of profit, quick turnaround. You know, you're talking three to four week refurb straight back on the market as quick as physically possible uh, and sell it on for a profit. So uh, that is one thing that I do believe will work right now. I think bungalows are safer because of the target market, the target buyer that you're looking for. Um, and, you know, is there loads of buyer investors looking at bungalows? No. You know, is there loads of the developers looking at bungalows? No, there's less people looking at bungalows, you know, so you're more likely to get a, a deal on the purchase. So if you buy, if you make your money when you buy, not when you sell, then you get it discounted enough, you do it up quickly into a, you know, budget, and then you sell it at a decent price, there's going to be a margin in it. So um, those are the three sort of main strategies. If you're a property investor thinking my deals don't stack anymore, I'm struggling because of interest rates, I can't find the deals, et cetera, et cetera. Those are three options that you could be doing right now to make yourself some money and grow your wealth and grow your portfolio. A couple of top tips before I finish. Um, lower leverage where possible. So... Um, don't be leveraging right up to 75% and 80%, you know, on every deal that you possibly can and all of your portfolio because of interest rates. They are probably going to go up before they come down. So just be careful on that. You know, I've spoken to some people and they're trying to buy on resident with residential mortgage products at 90% and then flip them on and all of this. You're too highly leveraged. Lower leverage where possible gives you a buffer. If you don't have 25 or 35, 40% deposit, then don't buy. Just just don't do it. Just bide your time and build your pot up before you do it. So lower leverage where possible is a first tip. Second tip is know your numbers. Really obvious, but like the amount of people who do not know their numbers is quite quite um it's it's quite worrying if anything. Ask some people, you know, what's the margin in that or what profit are you making per month across your portfolio? Uh, don't know. How much equity have you got? Uh, don't know. Uh, you know, what, what are your overheads? Uh, people don't know. It's your business as a business owner and as a property investor, a property developed to, developer to know your numbers. So important. Like, it is so important to know your numbers because if you don't know where you are, how are you going to improve? And you can't manage what you what you haven't measured. So you have to start measuring where you are, knowing your numbers, especially on a new project. You need to know your numbers. And you need to, which is the third point, is let numbers and logic guide decisions and not emotion. So if you're sitting on a few hundred thousand pounds, don't think, I need to buy property and rush your decision and just go for it. Don't do that because... You acting on emotion there, not logic. That's not a logical thing to do, is it? I need to buy property, so let's just buy something. Then you end up overpaying, or you're getting a bid and ward auction, and you just buy something for the sake of buying something. That's that's an emotional, rash, sort of risk taking decision when it, it it needs to be highly strategic. It needs to be highly logical, 
and it needs to be numbers driven. And yes, that means that you have to be a little bit pessimistic and you have to um, walk away from some deals. But so be it. You know, I'm not in the business of losing money. I don't know about you, but if you want to lose money, just rush into things and don't take much, don't do much due diligence and just act on emotion. But if you want to make some proper money and build some wealth, then let logic and numbers guide your decisions. Um, nothing else. So I hope that helped. Low value, low value cash purchases the buyer lets in okay areas, HMOs and bungalow flips. That's my advice to you. I have other three strategies that work in 2023 with the current interest rates. If you have any further ideas or if you've got a different view or if you have uh, enjoyed the podcast, please let me know. Tag me on Instagram, uh, do a post, send us a message. I'm happy to have a chat with anybody who wants to, um, who wants to and see if I can help you. So thanks a lot, guys. Have a massive day. Don't just take notes, take action. Hi, everyone. Just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could pop on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more attention the podcast gets. And then it enables me to get even better guests and give even more inspiration and even more motivation to you guys. So I'd really appreciate it if you popped onto Apple Podcasts, left us a review, shared the podcast with your friends and family, um, plenty on social media to try and grow the podcast, which enables me to inspire you guys even more. Thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful. I really appreciate it and have a fantastic